I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. You guys, I am so excited for this next guest. I met Julia Brogley at Camp Conscious through a girlfriend of mine, Kaylee Clark, who owns ClearStem. I just name dropped, but it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, I met Julia and like just instantly connected with this girl. Like she just has this like energy and spirit that is so warm and kind and loving and just, it feels like you're just standing in a ray of sunshine when you're hanging out with Julia. And I started talking with Julia and she started telling me about her business, Brogley Box. And I fell in love with this story. I was honestly, I'm still, I am so in awe of everything that they're doing and just the way that they are literally taking a product that is helping in spreading awareness and education around mental health. It is just so cool. She is just so cool. This episode, she gives so many awesome tips, so much value being an entrepreneur, um, about mental health, just what you're doing, how to kind of better yourself and take care of yourself. And it's just honestly the cool, one of the coolest episodes. I, I just feel so strongly for her. And especially more recently with me talking openly about my own mental health journey, she just felt like such a fit. And I was so excited that she said yes to coming on the show. So stay tuned at the very end of the show, we're going to do a little giveaway And, um, yeah, get ready for a great interview because here we go. Also, we just wanted to give everybody a friendly trigger warning. We do discuss suicide and different stories of mental health within this episode. So please proceed with caution and, um, get ready for an amazing interview with Julia as she shares her story and I share my personal journey on mental health. All right, Miss Julia, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. And it's been such a, honestly, a blessing meeting you. We met at Camp Conscious um, through a friend and, you know, you started to tell me a little bit about your business and your company. And I just absolutely fell in love. And so I'm so excited to dive into the story with you today. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So, okay. You are the creator behind Brogley Box. And I just, you know, you told me a little bit of this story when we were in person and I fell in love with it. And I just kind of want you to start from the beginning for the audience, just to hear it firsthand, because it is such a moving and powerful story. Um, And what you're doing is so awesome that it even like 
gets me somewhat emotional, like just thinking about it. So I want to just hear from the start, how did you come up with this idea and what inspired this awesome brand? Yeah, thank you. Um, So it really, I kind of fell into entrepreneurship. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur, but um, one thing that I've struggled with my entire life is anxiety and depression and was always embarrassed about it, never really spoke openly about it and honestly didn't really get the help that I really needed. Um, until unfortunately I lost my brother, Justin to suicide. He was 24 years old. Um, basically like had the whole, had his whole life ahead of him. And unfortunately was struggling with, uh, major depressive disorder, uh, for several years. And unfortunately, like when we lost him, it was this, obviously this tragic event. Um, but my family was very open about the fact that he died by suicide and, the community I came from, mental health was very stigmatized. So the fact that my family was talking openly about it, um, I started speaking more openly about my own mental health challenges. And what happened was all these people started coming out of the woodwork, friends, family, coworkers, saying like, same here, I've experienced that too, or I know someone that's experiencing it. And what happened was all these people started asking me for resources. And I felt like I didn't have them. So I went on this like deep dive research wise and just started putting together a document that I could refer to whenever someone asked me for a resource. So like how to find a therapist or how to approach the subject of mental health with my loved one, or how do I support my employees' mental health? Um, And so all these questions, I just basically put all this information together Um, and was just referring it out. And then I was like, you know what, this would be a really interesting business to actually deliver a care package or a box with a bunch of products, tools, and resources that are actually effective in helping someone with their mental health, but they're packaged and bundled and delivered in a way that feels truly like a gift and just allows people to prioritize self-care, little check-ins and reminders to build healthy habits and then educational resources from actual mental health professionals delivered in a way that like, like I said, feels very digestible and very approachable. Um, So that's kind of how the whole thing started. And yeah, it's been going really well. It's, it's amazing to have all these boxes go out and hear feedback from people that it's affected them positively in their life. Which is, again, like such a beautiful idea. So can you tell us a little bit about like, how did you even go about finding these different products? Or how did you go about finding, you know, mental health experts to come and weigh in on what kind of self-care products should be in the box? Like, where did you start? So the idea actually was like, I was sitting on the, not sitting on the idea, but kind of in the research phase for a couple of years, partially because I was just scared to launch, but also because I... I am a perfectionist by nature. I'm an engineer by degree. Like I wanted all my, everything in line. I wanted data behind these products that we were going to be promoting. So what we did was we actually hosted interviews. We just reached out to mental health professionals and hosted interviews and asked them like, Hey, what do you recommend for your patients or your clients outside of therapy? Cause we know mm-hmm. how important professional treatment is. And the box is not meant to replace professional treatment. In fact, it actually encourages people to take that next step if necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are you recommending to people outside of that? 
And then, so the interviews in combination with, um, there's a lot of Facebook support groups actually for their peer support groups for depression and anxiety and just general mental health. And I basically sat on there and read and watched and listened to people, what they were listing as things that would help them or things that they were looking for. And so combining all of that information, then started looking up products, um, but what we found is that they all of the information kind of was distilled into six different, what we call six pillars of mental wellness. Um, so those are mindfulness, gratitude, relaxation, sleep, nutrition, and fitness. Wow. And so we were like, all the products, tools, and resources need to fit into one of those six categories um, because that's what we're hearing over and over again from both the mental health professionals and the people that are experiencing it. Um, wow. So yeah. It was a long process and we still, we still go through it. Like we're onboarding new products still, and we have to make sure it like checks out all of our, all of yeah. our requirements. And do I'm assuming these products like change, right. Or do you just keep adding to the box? Like, tell us like, what, what does a standard box look like? Or like, what's like your favorite box you've ever put together? Oh, okay. So when the business started, we actually launched as a subscription box and it was quarterly. So okay. every season you would get a new box of items. And what we found is that most people were sending it as a gift. And with the pandemic, so every so every quarter, the box items would change. They would fall like in those categories, but they would change. Um, and then with the pandemic, people were asking us like, I want to send something now. I don't want to wait until the next season. Mm -hmm. And I want to pick what's inside. And so um, in June of last year, we launched six pre-packed boxes like one for anxiety, one for stress, one for students, one for grief, et cetera. And then in the fall of last year, we launched the build your own. So you can go on to our product directory and choose what you want. Um, but we might be bring So we don't do subscription anymore, but we might be bringing it back because we've been getting a lot of requests. Um, but some <laughs> of my favorite items are like, we have these mindfulness cards. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. People can pull out a card and practice mindfulness. Um, we have, you know, time cube, which I know you and I have talked about before that <laughs> helps with productivity and, you know, like when you get overwhelmed and you can't figure out what to do next, if you set the time cube and you start going down your to-do list, it's a lot, it's a much help, much more helpful. Um, we have like a lot of sensory type things. So therapy dough, which is like squeezable, it's like adult Play-Doh basically that has aromatherapy, um, candles, massage roller balls. And then my personal favorite item in the box is these magazines that we put together. We have five different editions and oh, these wow. are like, literally it's like a booklet of information from mental health professionals. So we have over 30 mental health professionals that write articles for us, um, provide resources. Like there's a whole resource page in there. There's breathing exercises, it's really like an all-in-one and there's five different categories of magazines that people can choose from. That's, I mean, so cool and so brilliant. Like I literally was just talking to a girlfriend of mine and, you know, I think one of the things that I'm walking through in my own mental health journey is that, you know, anxiety and depression, it's like cyclical, right? Like it's yeah. never like you fully move out of it through it. It's never just one phase of your life. And I, can totally like, I was talking to my girlfriend about this, about like how it's cyclical and how it feels really overwhelming that like, even like I can do so much work. I have to constantly be walking through it and walking through new steps of it. And, um, 
she was also talking to me about how she felt like she was in this, this part of her life where she felt so much anxiety. And I kind of love this idea of like, not only are you able to give this like as a gift to a friend, but you're also able to like do this for yourself. And like, even like looking at your magazine, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's probably so many things in there that like, I don't know, you know, and I come from like a home and family too, where mental health was major. Like we had a, um, we have someone in our family that we've lost to suicide. Um, and then I also have, a, you know, there's a, there's a history of addiction in our family. And a lot of these things seem like they're from really not being able to talk about mental health or not getting the care and the need and the professional help that they should have gotten. So I think what you're doing is like so powerful, but I also feel like you're expanding so much educate or awareness on education around it. Yeah. Awareness is number one. And like, we're so rooted in education because awareness is the first step. And then it's like, okay, what action are you taking on that awareness? But you can't take action until you have awareness. Mm -hmm. And if people are like, therapy seems scary, or I don't know what to expect, or, you know, had a one bad experience, Mm -hmm. the educational tools in the box, as well as the products can help with that general awareness and make it seem a little less scary because it is, it is overwhelming. And to, to your point about it being cyclical, I've definitely experienced that too. But what we're, we hope is that we're providing people with these coping mechanisms so that if it comes back, mm-hmm. that, that cycle, that wave might not be as great. Sure. And then it lasts, it doesn't last as long. Yeah. So And just knowing, I think people just knowing, like I've been through this anxiety cycle before and I've gotten out of it and it's going to be okay. And like, while it happens, I think you need to recognize it. You know, that's like the first step is, is just recognizing that you're having anxiety. Like some people don't even realize like, they're like, oh my God, I feel like my heart rate is up or I feel like I'm having disassociation and I don't feel in my own body or like, there's so many different symptoms of anxiety. And so it's mm-hmm. just, you know, having that awareness, like you said, is so important. And then the coping tools, it's like game changer. Yeah. I mean, I think the tool, like you said, like the tools, right? Like, it's like, how do you walk through this? Like, I know when I experience anxiety, like it feels like it's the end of the world. Like it feels like whatever problem I'm facing, there's no way out. And that's what triggers it for me. So to like, to your point of like, okay, what tools like do I have? Like, do I need to step away from what I'm doing and go for a walk? Or do I need to honestly walk out of work for the rest of the day Mm -hmm. and like sit with like my feelings and sit with where I'm at? Um, I kind of want to hear, so I want to hear like your entrepreneurial story too, because like, you know, you have like, you have such a beautiful background and this is such an intricate, intricate business because you're dealing with all these other brands. You're dealing with education. You're dealing with topics that are, you know, have a stigma around them. And you're trying to really kind of bring light to this stigma. What made you want to get into like a business with this? I think I just, I don't know. I just developed, I felt like in my career, I never had this like driving passion that like got me out of bed every day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I liked my job and I was good at my job, but with the business, I was like, this one has like a huge opportunity to help a lot of people. And once we start, like, I 
launch the business as a part-time thing, just like a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And once I saw the impact that the box had on the recipients, I was like, this needs to be a bigger thing. Like this mm-hmm. has to be bigger because, and if, you know, if I can be the one to do it, great. Someone's got to do it. Like, so maybe <laughs> it's got to be me. I don't know. Um, so once we started going and I saw the impact that it had, I was like, I need, I need to invest my all into this. And mm. it's hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I think that entrepreneurs struggle a lot with anxiety and depression. Like I've seen that through a lot of like accelerator programs that we've been a part of um, and holding space for people throughout these, like these hard conversations definitely takes a toll. And so that's why you know, I tell anyone, I tell myself and anyone like on the team, you are your, you know, your, your health has to be a priority and we have Mm -hmm. to practice what we preach. Otherwise we won't be able to hold any space for anyone else. And if we're not taking care of our own mental health, then, you know, what are we doing? Because we're, you know, a mental wellness company, we need to practice what we preach. So we try to, we try really hard to stick with that. (laughs) I love that. I mean, that's, that's a powerful message right there. So tell me about like how you decided to grow Probably Box. I mean, you guys have a really nice following. It seems like you guys are really getting out there. You're really sharing your message. Um, you know, in this podcast, obviously we like to talk about the power of influence and how people are really, you know, honing in on their businesses and getting it out there in the world. So how, what was your guys' strategy? Like, how did you even go about spreading this message? Yeah. So we leaned into Instagram, like from the very beginning, that was like, top priority, um, which was kind of interesting because I feel like Instagram has been really great for general awareness and community Mm. building and that type of thing. But what's really driven our business forward, especially lately, is um, we have a lot of companies actually that have been reaching out and purchasing boxes for their employees. And so we've kind of rethought our business model a little bit instead of being you know, direct to consumer, which we still are, mm-hmm. have this other sect of a company that's almost like B to B to C because it's B to B in terms of the sale, but then we're reaching the end consumer eventually. Um, so, with, you know, we're, we're making the business transaction with, with the other business, but then the box is going to the end consumer. So we're fulfilling, you know, we're fulfilling our mission and actually getting the word out there a lot faster by partnering up with other companies that like share in our line values, which is so incredible. I mean, like the fact that you are like, you like you just said, you're B2B and then B or your B2B and then B2C eventually. B2B to C. B2B to C. There you go. (laughs) Um, It's like, that's powerful because, and I also love that like these companies are like doing this for their employees. How, how did that come about? Like, how did you get in front of brands and you're like teaching these brands like about company culture and mental health? So it was interesting. Like we had this partnership. The first company that ever bought from us was actually Kate Spade in New York. Their offices in Kate, um, in New York, they were doing, they asked me, they invited me to speak. That was in 2019 and they bought boxes for their office employees, which was so amazing. Mm. And then um, from there, it was kind of like, okay, we're focused on, we're still focused on D2C. And then with the pandemic, I think more people were working from home. Mm-hmm. And so because people were working from home, care packages and boxes were being sent. And also what what's kind of like a silver lining 
<laughs> I would say with the pandemic is that I think it created a spotlight on these gaps within employee assistance programs. So sure. companies are realizing we don't have mental health support as or as much as we should. Employees are coming forward and saying, I need help managing all of these symptoms that I'm experiencing, stress, anxiety, loneliness, isolation. And so companies started doing research. Simultaneously, we started running Google ads, which was really helpful. Um, and then <laughs> kind of took off from there. But honestly, like word of mouth has also been really powerful where somebody will receive a box and then like mm -hmm. tell their sister about it, who's a manager at another company. And then it's kind of snowballed in that way too. That's incredible. I mean, it sounds like you guys just have a really like it sounds like a really nice organic reach. Like it sounds like people literally take to your product and they're helping spread this awareness around on it just organically, just because they want to, which is yeah. powerful. Cause that means that what you're doing is so impactful to them. Right. Yeah. I think that was so important um, for me starting the company too, is that we're not just going to put a bunch of fluff in a box and call it mental wellness. Like we yeah. are very selective on, the brands that we partner with to put inside the box. Um, we make sure that it's the highest quality because I'm it's the, the company name is a tribute to my brother, but it's also my last name and it's my company. <laughs> and so I'm like anything that I'm putting my stamp of approval on, I think about myself as the end consumer, as someone that appreciates high quality products. So I was like, sure. we're not doing any fluff. Like it's all going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so tell me a little bit about like, obviously you talked about your brother, but like, you know, who has been a really influential part of your business? Like who's the person that kind of keeps you driving this business? And obviously like, you know, the awareness and what you're doing is so impactful, but like who, like who influences you? Oh my gosh. I feel like I get influenced by so many different amazing, like founder friends and everything else. But actually, so my, my fiance, um, we were dating at the time when I basically like told him about this idea that I had mm -hmm. and he was the one, I think, I think like I would have been too scared to do it on my own. So we ended up co-founding it together because he was the one that was like, Jules, you need to make this happen. Like I will help you. We'll figure it out. Like literally has dropped everything for me multiple times to earn for the company. Um, and so I feel like he's really been this driving force, like, and he's kind, he's definitely like on more creative and I'm more analytical. So we make a really good team in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I would say like him a hundred percent and also just like my parents, they're so incredible in the amount of support. Like my dad literally walks around with like we have these postcards that we put in the box and he's like, can you send me like 500 of them? And I was like, okay. And he literally walks around with them in his pocket and like gives them out to people. It's the sweetest oh my thing. Gosh, dad. Um, yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, <love right>? him. <laughs> I know. And my mom has like set up booths at, if I can't make it to an event where in my hometown or something, she's like, been a Broglie box ambassador and will like set up a booth for so me. This and, like, is a family there. business. Like for it, sure. It is your business, girl. Like, yes, but this family has got your back. Literally, they do. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm like, I just love you. I'm like blushing and getting emotional because this is just so, so awesome. Um, okay. 
Well, I want to ask you a couple more things. I mean, I feel like being in this business, you've probably learned a lot, like dealing with not only other brands, but also to direct to consumer B2B. What, what is like some tips you can give to young entrepreneurs starting? There's a lot of, there's a lot of audience listeners that, you know, are, they have this like side hustle or they have this dream of launching their own business. And if you could give them like one tip or a couple tips on running or starting their own business, what would it be? I think, um, the first and foremost, just start. If you're, if you have a business idea and you're like, I think I want to do it, but let me just wait. Like, I actually like, I don't regret, I don't regret anything, but if I had to pick one thing, like I wish I had this idea years before I actually like put the website up. Um, so that would be like the first thing. The second thing is, um, start networking with other founders and create an accountability group that has been like yeah. really like we we joined an accelerator program here in LA um in 2019 and had sort of this accountability that was built into that and it just kept us on track where like if you're especially if you're on your own and you're founding a company on your own it can be very isolating and you feel like you have a million different decisions all at once so yeah. i feel like having someone else to just bounce ideas off of that's in a similar place so it's good to have people that are in a similar place in your business as you, and then also people who are, who are a step ahead so that mm. you can continue to learn from the people that are a step ahead, but then accountability with the people that are on your same level. Cause you don't have that sure. team like right away, obviously. I, um, I kind of love that because I feel like that is, that's also like a really good way of like encouragement, right? Like when you are like entrepreneur, entrepreneurship's like very isolating, like for example, like I was just talking like with my family and they were like, yo, are you mad at us? And I'm like, honestly, this is the busiest season I've ever had in business. Like, because I don't have time to go out on the weekends. I don't have time to just go to dinners. Like my time is literally encompassed in my business for this part of my life. And it gets isolating. It gets really, oh really, yeah, lonely. And especially too, you know, when you're starting out, you're a startup, it's just you, you know, you're probably working a full-time job probably have this thing as a side hustle that you're hoping that's going to turn into your full-time job and it can get super discouraging. I'm sure like I've had moments where like when I started Acus Marketing, I was like, the fuck am I doing? Like, this is like, like, I, like this is, like, this, is hard. Even, this is hard. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not making money yet. And I kind of want to ask you like, where were you asked to be a part of the, of a accelerator group or did you go out and find one? So we applied to this accelerator and it was, it's so unique because they don't take equity and it doesn't cost any money, but you have to apply to get in. Oh, wow. So I would say like, if you're, if you have opportunities like that, where you can apply or pitch or get a grant that doesn't take any equity from your company, it's so it's amazing. And oh. we have free mentorship for life. Like I can schedule office hours with any of these mentors. Um, it's funded through the city, through the mayor's office, the city of LA, um, but, but yeah, to your point, like the isolation is real and I'm lucky to have a co-founder, but not everyone, mm -hmm. not everyone does. Um, but yeah, any and all like free resources that you can have. Also, I think like another thing that is a kind of a tip is that I like to say is, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to be real with like, okay, I'm just starting out. 
Like I had conversations mm. with the first vendors and brands that I worked with. I literally told, and the mental health professionals in our network now, I literally was like, I'm just starting out. This is my story. This is mm. why I'm so passionate about it. This is why I want to make it bigger. But right now I need you to come to my, down to my level almost <laughs> to help me. And I was shocked at how many people were just willing to, and wanting to help me and met me where I needed to be because of my situation, because I was honest and I didn't try to pretend like I was this huge company or had this massive amount of funding. I was just like, this is what I'm trying to do. This is why I think I'll be successful. This is everything I'm going to do to make sure that I'm successful. Can you help me? I, I love that because the amount of times, like when I, okay. So when we, when we first started with get super, there were like abbreviations being thrown at me, like every which way from all these different manufacturers. And finally I was like, what, like, what does this mean? Like, I literally had to tell them, I'm like, you guys, like I, I've run a marketing agency for the last like four years. I was like, I don't know what an MOQ is. Like, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what an RFP is. Like, can you break it down for me? Because I was like, this is ridiculous. And I love that you went to them, like just so like ground level. And you're like, just listen, here's my story. Here's where I'm at. Do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to help? And I think that is such an honest, real way to do it. Because I also feel like they're it kind of like makes these like brands like look again, or it kind of like gets their attention when it's like, Oh, this is cool. Like, I like this. Oh, we're just starting out. Like, wait a minute. I might have a couple of resources for you. And I think that's one of the best ways to network is just by being honest. I, I think that's awesome. Yep. Absolutely. Um, you should do a podcast episode on like all those abbreviations and stuff, because I think that would be really helpful <laughs> for people. Being in the, being in the hemp extract, industry let me tell you and then also too just being a consumer like consumer goods product is just like I laugh I'm like (laughs) like I I thought I didn't know what I was doing with that because marketing well here I am (laughs) yeah no and it's it's like so true like there are other founders I remember meeting when I first launched and I felt like people were um, sometimes like sizing each other up like oh like how many people are on your email list or how many followers you have like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, find the people that are on the same level Mm -hmm. as you so that it it takes a long time to build these things. And I think I had this impression, like, we're going to blow up in like two months. And (laughs) like, I think my, I wrote as my goal for like the first year was like to send 10,000 boxes out in the first like six months or something. Like I look back at that and I'm just like, LOL, I was working, I was working (laughs) on this part-time like, what was I, I mean, it's good to set goals, but that was sure. just totally unrealistic. <laughs> well, you, I mean, like, like you said, you're starting out and you're like, sure. Like I'm going to like, yeah, sell all the boxes. Yeah. Um, I think that's so funny though. And even like when you're talking about like sizing people up, there is, you know, there is a lot of competition when it comes to entrepreneurship. Like I was talking to another girlfriend and we were talking about women entrepreneurs and how it's actually really hard to find other women entrepreneurs that you can connect with and that you can like trust and build trust with. And I think that's probably the same, like even just in a lot of different communities, but I know specifically for entrepreneurs, there is a little bit of this facade, this kind of like fake wall that's like up where you, it's almost like entrepreneurs feel like they have to put on a show and they have to show Mm -hmm. up in their best light 24 seven. 
and there's not a whole lot of authenticity. Um, I know the alley who created, I think it was queen granola and now it's called oat house. Mm, I, I absolutely adore her and I'm totally obsessed with her social media because she showcases all the behind the scenes of launching a product, like the good days, the bad days. Like she posted the other day that they were like short, they were short staffed and like, she was like going into the factory and working like crazy hour days. And I think that too is so inspiring to not only entrepreneurs that are just starting out, but to like other entrepreneurs of like, wow, like I can share a little bit of like vulnerability and I can open up. And there are people that are going to trust that like, I know what I'm doing and my company's still an amazing brand. Even if I'm showcasing to you, like the good and the bad. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for community building, you know, like you see that and then you want to support her because you're like, wow, a company that's successful is the founder is still going in. Like people, some people have asked me before, like, wait, you still like, you still help pack up boxes. And I was like, yes, like no job is below me. No. Yeah. This is my job. job. Yeah. This is my job. Like, yeah. Like if I, I don't know, like, and there's that funny saying that's like gave up a nine to five to work like 24 seven. I'm like, yeah, that's the reality. But, um, but no, we need to set healthy boundaries for ourselves and get sleep. (laughs) But yeah, no job is, is too is too little in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's go into this. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about some healthy boundaries in your job, in your career, because I feel like you're the person to ask. So give us like some, like, like, I want to talk about your sleep schedule. Or I want to talk about like work-life balance. Give me, give me your tips there. So, um, for sleep, like I am not a morning person at all. And mm-hmm. I've literally, it's taken me so long to just accept myself for who I am. Like, <laughs> I feel like, like I read, I read these books about, you know, like founders and getting up at five in the morning and everything. And that's just not me. Like I'm not yeah. most productive at five in the morning. I'm just not. Um, and so I, I actually don't start my work day until like eight, eight or eight 30. And mm. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm the um, same exact way. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. And so I've just, I've just learned that it's okay. Um, so first of all, like your schedule can be determined by you. Of course, like I had a seven 30 call a couple of days ago that was just an, a need to have. So I got up at six 30 that day just so I sure. could prepare or whatever. But you know, for the most part, I'm starting my day later. Um, it's also like critical for me to get at least eight hours of sleep. Like I'm I exactly am a, way. I'm That's a monster so if I don't. And actually like I could sleep for probably 10 to 11 hours every night. Like I'm, I love sleep. Like I could do it, but I can't, like I have to get up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, like, and that's been really important for me to just recognize, like I need more sleep. Um, and then there's all kinds of things that, that we recommend and for sleeping, like hygiene and stuff like that, like try to get off your electronics, um, a couple hours before bed, which is so hard to not be like scrolling Instagram or Mm. watching TV. Or if you do like put blue light blocker glasses on, um, you know, having like a, um, evening routine or a morning routine that can literally just take you five minutes. Like I think is so critical. Um, so you're making your cup of get super and you're journaling (laughs) 
and you're writing, um, you know, three gratitudes. That's also been game changer for me. We have these gratitude jars and just writing some like one little thing I'm grateful for every day and watching my jar fill up has just been really nice. But that um, is so cool. So you have a jar and you write one thing you're grateful for every day and you watch it fill up. Yeah, I actually just emptied it. So I can show you what it looks like. What happens when it, Um, yeah, what happens when it fills up? What do you do with all the, so I read them. So if there's a day, if there's a day that I don't feel grateful, (laughs) like not that I, I I honestly can find something, but there are days that I'm like, today sucks. Like whatever. So I just pull from the great, the gratitude jar and I read whatever I wrote. Um, but yeah, once it gets filled up, I empty it and then I start over. So this is what it looks like. Um, and we, it comes like a little notepad and pencil, but oh my gosh, um, yeah, Julia, that is right so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. So I love that. What about, well, I'll tell you some of mine. Cause I feel like this is kind of funny. I used to, I actually learned this from my girlfriend, Scout. I feel like I've referenced her like 27 times on this podcast, but, or on this episode, but, um, she, she told me one day she had a strict no calls before 10 rule. Mm-hmm. And I actually put that into place and I, adore it because I'm the same way with you. Spencer can get up at four in the morning and work all day and like loves waking up early and gets to work super early. I need to wake up at like six or seven. I need like my journal time. I need my morning routine. I need to like set my mood and then I'm ready to like dive into like the phone calls, the emails, the team meetings, everything like that. Um, and I've noticed with that before, like I was having such trouble sleeping, like, especially like right after receiving like the diagnosis of like the severe anxiety disorder and depression, like I couldn't sleep for the life of me and it was terrible. And it was like, even I was, I remember I was like, even trying to like do the no phone thing before bed and something about the morning routine actually helped me sleep better through the night. And it was almost like this cushion of time that I got to like myself before starting my work day that like almost put my body more at ease so that I knew going to bed, I wasn't going to have to wake up to phone calls. I wasn't going to have to wake up to emails or wake up and have responses ready. Like I had like this cushion of time to like relax and rest. And that was, that was a game changer for me. I love that so much. And yeah, at first, like and every once in a while I let it slip. But sure. at first I was like checking my email the second that I got up and it's not good for your health at all. Like your cortisol levels, like your anxiety immediately gets raised. And like, even, um, like I noticed I was like breathing, like really fat, like rapidly. Cause I was stressed mm. in the morning and just kicking your day off like that is not, not good at all. And so I think just making that space that time of day, it could be in the morning. It could be an evening, like for anyone listening, it could be whatever time you want it to be, but just yeah. making that, like setting out that chunk of time where you're just tuning in and yeah, oh. it's so important. I love that. Julia, you are a freaking rock star <laughs> and I love talking That's to you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I feel like I was like, I just want you on the podcast just so I can talk to you more. Um, <laughs> but can you let everyone know where they can find you and also where they can purchase Broglie Box? Yes. So um, the Broglie Box Instagram is at the Broglie Box. 
So the B-R-O-G-L-I-E-B-O-X. My personal Instagram is at jules.b underscore. I should really change that. I sound like on my face, <laughs> like jules.b underscore. That's what it is. <laughs> um, I like great. I said, I, I wasn't planning on being an entrepreneur. So I didn't think about these things when I set up my Instagram. Um, um, mine was Instagram for like 10, 12 years. I that's just cute. it. That's <laughs> cute. I like it. Put an underscore right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I should probably change mine. Um, but that's what it is for now. Or if you search like Julia Brogley, it'll come up. Um, and then our website is brogleybox.com. And you can um you can purchase a box for yourself or for a loved one. We handwrite all the notes that, that go in the boxes. Um, so yeah. I love it. Well, you've been an absolute joy and thank you so much for going under the influence with us. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, that was an incredible interview and you've made it to the end, which means it's giveaway time. All right. So we are partnering up with Brogley Box and we're going to give away one of their anxiety kits. So in order for you guys to go ahead and enter this awesome giveaway, you need to, number one, be following Broly Box. Number two, be following undertheinfluence.pod on Instagram. Leave a white heart emoji on this last post on Instagram, this episode, and make sure to tag a friend. Bonus entry, share this to your stories for a nice little extra entry to win the amazing anxiety kit from Broly Box.